Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. This is So Lit Song Lit, a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative, where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. And I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree. Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. So Lit, So Lit, reimagining the repertoire. Today we are discussing the Liederstrauss by Wolf, mm-hmm. and in this set of songs we get poetry by Heine. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about your experience working on other composers that have used this poet. I mean, Heine has been set by very, very many composers. Probably the most famous song cycle that we have of Heine's is the Dichterliebe by Schumann. And I would compare these two a little bit. This is a shorter set. There's only seven songs. Dichterliebe is 16. But I feel like they have a lot of the same nuance. They have a lot of the same sounds. One of my friends, actually, we did a recital together, and we did one of the same songs that we'll come up with later about being in a in a boat together. Mm-hmm. I remember him saying to the audience, being in a boat with Heinrich Heine, it's probably not a good choice to make. <laughs> I mean, Heine was exiled. Heine had a lot of a, a lot of angst because he was pushed out of his own country. You know, his poetry tends to reflect a lot of poetic mm-hmm. sadness, exile, lost love, bitterness. They tend to go along that theme and these songs bear that out as well. Fantastic. In these songs, it's very interesting when we look at it, like as a singer, you know, we have the the poetry and the character, but for you as a pianist, like how do you approach these songs in particular? Honestly, I have to start from the text, mm. just like a singer, because a lot of what's written in the piano part is the subtext to what's going on for the singer. In the first song, for example, we're starting out in a party scene mm. and actually not in the party scene. We as the narrator or I as the person who is narrating it am on the outside looking in to the house and I see a shadow across across the one of the lit windows and I'm very sad because they're not looking at me. Mm. And I should say this is this is cycle is for tenors specifically. Mm. So as I say this, I'm not a tenor. But I will talk as the protagonist for now. (laughs) And so in the piano part, I start out playing the party music. (laughs) 
But as I start to reflect on the fact that the person that I love is not looking at me, the piano reflects this and gets more grumbly, gets a little bit lower, gets a little of the jaws music going. And suddenly we're in this very diminished, very sad, very angry, bitter moment. compositions where the piano and the voice are duetting with each other. In this case, they are one and the same. Yeah. And it's very intriguing. It's very much an underpinning of exactly what's going on. And if I were going to compare this to another song, I would try to compare a little bit with Ich Grolle nicht, mm. because Ich Grolle nicht is like, uh, in, in, of course, in the Dichterliebe, and it's I'm not bitter, but the whole time it is very bitter, and you hear that come through the piano. In the same way, you hear the bitterness and the anger coming through in the piano and leading the singer into that moment of deepest despair. Wow. So do you think that each one of these songs has a different sort of shena, if you will? Yes, very much so. I don't know that as a cycle, Mm -hmm. that it is a cycle of a through line, Mm -hmm. as much as it is each song is... Uh, its own little mini opera, in the same way that so many Wolf songs are mm-hmm. little two-page operas. Yes. <laughs> um, the I will say the harmonic structure is very Wolf. Mm. It's very strange sometimes, and it's even more dissonant than, mm. than some other Wolf that I've heard. Mm. So this cycle, it was one of the earlier things he wrote. Mm. He intended to set more songs to it. But then he stopped. <laughs> he didn't do all of them. And it was never published in his lifetime. It was published posthumously. Ooh, I love finding those little gems like that. Exactly. <laughs> There's a piece in here where the beginning, it's uh, it's a little unsettled. And can you talk yeah. to me about that one? Yeah, the second song in the cycle, Ich stand in dunklen Träumen, the piano part as it starts... It starts off the beat, and it never seems to really land. And the right hand and the left hand are very unstable next to each other Mm. until the singer comes in. Mm. And when the singer comes in, then suddenly we get long lyrical phrases, and then the piano part is suddenly just straight eighth notes. But before then, at the beginning, it's, it's very awkward. And so when the singer comes in, what are they singing about? I stand in dark dreams, and I looked at her picture... And one of the most beautiful moments, this high note, and the beloved countenance, which Mm. goes up to a high A flat, which is just a lovely moment, secretly began to live. Oh, man, that phrase is just sexy. I mean, (laughs) not only the word sexy, but the music. Oh, man, (laughs) I can't wait for you to, to discover that phrase. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Okay, so you mentioned earlier about being in a boat. 
with mm. Heine. Oh my gosh, I I need to understand what you're talking about here in this piece. So the sixth song of the cycle, Mein Liebchen, wir saßen beisammen, it's the same text that actually Brahms also set. I forget what the title of that piece is, but it's the same poetry. And the piano part literally feels like you're on a boat. Mm. You feel the rocking of the boat in the left hand with boom, 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 boom. And the right hand is doing all this little flowy stuff. And then in the middle of it, as the boat passes the Geisterinsel, the ghostly island, mm. suddenly we get a tiny change and the left hand starts to sparkle a little bit more. You get a little staccato. The chords finally change because the very opening is very stable and very similar to like for the first two verses. And suddenly we get these, these little sprightly moments mm. of the, the ghosts dancing. But of course, at the end, the text is, we swam across it comfortless uh, without being able to be comforted mm. on the on the wide sea mm. so i don't think they ever actually got to the fun little geister insel and had fun there i think they just mm. got went past it mm. is there are lots of low moments for tenor in oh, this. Oh, yes. In this case, I would never be able to sing this low note, but after this, Wir aber schwammen vorüber, trostlos, is on a low C sharp, mm. which is pretty low for a tenor. Yeah. When you think, when you think of uh, Ferrando's aria, when it goes down to the low D and many tenors are low. <laughs> so this really gets you into the bottom of your voice too which is really really nice oh that's exciting it's fun to play with color mm -hmm. uh, especially when it's given to you like that that's exciting right the one other song that i wanted to i make sure i mention is the aus meinen großen schmerzen which is number four and again the poetry it's heine the poetry is brilliant. It's so stunningly beautiful. It's him saying, out of my great pain, I make little tiny songs. Mm. And then I send them to the heart of the beloved. And when they come back, they don't want to tell me what they saw in her heart. Oh, right. And the piano part is, I think, atmospheric mm. and stays consistent through the whole thing. So it's really, again, the piano is just showing you the insides, the inner workings inside the tenor's mind mm. and showing you how painful this is, how much how much beauty he is creating out of this pain, but that the pain is never going to end for him. possibilities working through pieces like this that have such depth not only in the words but in you know the writing for the piano and the vocal line it's just endless where you could go right yes and so if someone wanted to work on these where can they find the music Liederstrauss type in, type in Liederstrauss and Wolf 
in the in your Google search engine, and you will find this one. I found it on Amazon. I think I also saw it on Streta Music. Mm. So you just look around. This one is is easy to to find to purchase. And I would say if we're looking at what level of singer we mm-hmm. want to talk about, this I think has to be someone who's slightly more advanced. Yeah. I would think an advanced senior into graduates into absolutely professionals because of the depth of the text. Yes. And also because the the piano part is so integrated into it. Yes, you you definitely need to be in a place where you know how to work well, collaborate well with a pianist as a singer, you know, know how to work well with a pianist. And what's great as a singer, too, is that because these feel like scenes or, you know, it's like it's not just flowery words that go nowhere, it really makes it a little easier to, you know, find a way to perform them without getting lost or distracted. Absolutely. Yeah. So that sounds like so much fun. I wish I could sing them, but we'll, we'll let the tenors have something. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to say there is one recording of these, or there may be more, but... My friend Benjamin Bruns, with together with pianist Carola Teil, have a recording of this up on Spotify, and it is stunningly beautiful. Benjamin is a tenor who's been working all over Europe, and he was fest at the Vienna Staatsoper. I had met him when he was fest at the Dresden Zemperoper. So this is a tenor who's out there singing right now and doing phenomenal work if you want to hear the entire set. Go check him out! Musical performances on this episode were performed by tenor Michael Wallikappel and pianist Ellen Rissinger, recorded at Carnegie Mellon University's recording studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you enjoyed this, you could also check out the Diction Police podcast, another podcast by Ellen. Purchase information for the scores discussed in this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of the month. So Lit Song Lit is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts. Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional songmaking at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit CincinnatiSongInitiative.org audit.